afternoon, good midday. This is Cup of Joe Midday Madness on Tide 100.9. Sep Shirey on the other side of the glass. Joe Gaither hanging out with you guys. Want to say thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting the day going. On the Martin Houston Show, you hear them weekday 6 until 7. We had Wimp and Barry Sanderson on inside the locker room from 7 to 9. And you just heard our man Gary Harris wrap up the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. I'll be with you till noon today. We'll pass it off to Big Noon Sports with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller. And I'll be back with you at 2 p.m. to host the game today. Actually got a little breaking news, Sep. I'm not going to go all the way till 6 tonight. I'm going till 4 this afternoon. Alabama baseball taking on Ole Miss. First pitch has been moved up from 6 p.m. to 4 p.m. So you're going to be able to hear that right here on Tide 100.9. Alabama baseball trying to uh, win another SEC series after uh, the departure of the dismissal of one Brad Bohannon. So you'll be able to hear that right here on Tide 100.9 at 4 o'clock. As uh, uh, look, you got to go out and beat Ole Miss. They're uh, the bottom of the, they're in the bottom of the SEC. It's a big series for our boys this weekend. I encourage everybody to get out to the Joe. I know the weather may not be so pretty this weekend, but get out to the Joe and support our players before they head to, up to Hoover for the SEC baseball tournament. I want to invite you to jump in and join the show today at Tide 109 on the Twitter machine at Septimus underscore 44. And at Joe Gaither 6, you can send us your comments, questions, queries, and complaints. And, of course, you can jump in if you want to let your voice be heard on the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline at 205-342-9904. Derek Daniel proudly presents the program, and you can see him for all your home life and auto insurance needs. Derek Daniel State Farm, like a good neighbor, Derek Daniel is there. You got my, We got Kendall hooked up there? Oh, perfect. Sep Shirey already got everything lined up for us. Today, we're going to be joined by our friend Kendall Hollowell of the NFL Network. You can find him on the Twitter machine at KHollowell underscore. We're going to have a lot of fun talking to Kendall about a dozen and a half different topics. Good morning, Kendall. How's life on the left coast? Morning, Joe. Life is good, man. It's so good to hear your voice. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, when I looked up the Skype call, it's like, ooh, I've, I've been a bad friend. I've been a bad friend at a bad radio host trying to bring you on. I hope that everything is doing well. No, it's okay. It's been a, it's been a busy time uh, since the last time we talked. A lot of things have been going on. Um, but I'm, I'm here now. I'm glad I didn't talk with you, and let's get into it. Yeah, Kendall, why don't we start with, uh, you know, the first place that makes me uh, makes me think relative, relevant to you and relevant to me. Oh, let's, let's, let's start right here. Something that I've noticed. With the NFL in the last in the last week or so, as we're preparing for the 2023 season, oh man, I'm so excited! I cannot wait. Well, our, our Bears podcast put out our schedule uh, our schedule breakdown, and wow, the schedule is very favorable for favorable for us. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for 2023. But what I'm not excited about, Kendall Hollowell, is what 2023 is going to mean for my cable package or my television packages to watch the NFL. You're going to have to have. I'm going to have to have what YouTube TV, Amazon Prime, P. I'm going to have to have a little bit of direct TV. I'm going to have to have a little bit of everything. Am I right? What What is your organization doing with distributing the NFL games across so many different platforms? Hey, that's not the way. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, but, I, mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's what everything in life comes down to. It's money, right? How can you make more money? How can you do this? How can you do that? I don't love it. Um, luckily for me, I'll be in the building on Sunday, so it's not hard for me to watch the games. But as far as, um, every viewer across the country, it's a little bit different. Um, it's just the new reality of, of, of sports nowadays. Everything's going to streaming. Uh, I know the Big Ten has their Saturday night games on Peacock now exclusively. Um, it's just the world that we live in. Everything is streaming. Everything's digital. It's just how we are now. Well, I think you're, I think you're right online right there. Do you think it's good for football to be spread out across so many different platforms? I mean, we're just talking, obviously, I don't want to, want to get you in trouble with your employers. And I know you have no say so on where the games go, but just as a conversation point, do we think that's good for football to be spread out so much? Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to watch their football regardless, you're right? damn right. I'm finding my bears wherever you're putting Yeah, if you put it on Disney Channel, you put it on True TV, you put it on whatever. People are going to find their football. They're going to watch. That's what we do in this country. That's how we consume it. Every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's what we're doing. Thursdays, Fridays. I mean, we have football games on every day of the week now, it pretty much seems like. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it does make sense because we are trying to put it out there as much as right, We have the Black Friday games uh, this year. Um, we had the Tuesday games. Remember that during the pandemic, pretty much seems like the only day that we don't have football is on a Wednesday. Um, 
I don't love it. I think it, it, it makes it a lot more complicated. You have to have a lot more streaming services to 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 find these games. We already have like nine different ones that we have to use for our, our, our programming. If we want to find our shows, if we want to find our movies, whatever it is, we have to do that. I don't necessarily love it, but I understand why they're doing it. Sure, sure. It's all about the money and, and, and that, you know, money makes the world go round. And really, you know this, Kendall, live sports programming is the most valuable programming that any entity can have. And then you make that live sports programming the National Football League. <laughs> the value goes through the roof, through the roof. 100%. They're going to, people are going to watch. It doesn't matter how we put it out there. We need our football in the fall. Absolutely. Well, Kendall, it's been a, it's been quite a while since we've had you on. As I mentioned earlier in the, in, the, in the show, let's talk about some Alabama football. I know all, all the people yeah. are sick sick of NFL, sick of my NBA talk, but that's okay. They'll get used <laughs> to it. Let's let's get your opinion on it because throughout the week I've been filling in for Ryan, so I've been thinking more about Alabama football in 2023. I played on Tuesday, and I'll and I'll pass it to you. One game for your life. What are you feeling about these Alabama quarterbacks right now on the roster? One game for your life. Who would you start to win yourself a football game? And then just uh, take that conversation a little further into your breakdown of kind of when you're getting in Tyler Buckner and what do you think are, we're going to see with these quarterbacks? Yeah, so if I had to pick one out of the three, it's tough. I mean, I'm probably taking Milro. That was my choice. Of running, because of the running element. Um, I don't think that there's a gap between all these guys and throwing, um, necessarily. So I think from that standpoint, I would take Milrow. Um, again, if I just need the one game, the, the extra component that he adds, I think that's the strength of this team. So you get another strength with your quarterback who can do it. Um, I mean, it's going to be really, really interesting, right? I think the most interesting part of it is that. I always felt, I think I said this multiple times, I always felt like Alabama's quarterback for 2023, I think I said this, um, I think I think I said this during the season, I always felt like their next quarterback was going to be somebody from the transfer portal. Now, I thought it was going to be somebody of more high caliber than Buckner, right? Um, but I always felt like just kind of assessing the situation – kind of how Melrose played last year, kind of the unknown with Ty Simpson. I always felt like their next quarterback was going to be somebody from the transfer portal. I think it comes down to Buckner and Milrow. Um I think it's – obviously Simpson's not out of the race. He can obviously light it up in, in fall camp and stuff like that. Um, but it is interesting that none of these guys transferred, right? Buckner comes in. Milrow Simpson are still there. All three of these guys aren't going to get first-team reps in fall camp, and that comes around. You don't have enough time. Right. Um, and I think we're really headed toward a situation. Who is it? Um, Sims and McCarron, where they seemingly had, not Sims. Yeah, it was Phillips Sims. Phillips Sims and AJ McCarron in 2011, yeah, 10. 11. Yeah, when they're still doing the quarterback competition in week one, essentially. Like, I think they both played a half, if I'm remembering that correctly. I kind of feel like that's where we're headed towards where this isn't going to be cited when the first game happens. I think by the time the Texas game comes around, that Saban will know for sure who he wants to have for the season moving forward. Or even how it was in 2015 where it was kind of a carousel before Coker became the full-time starter, and I feel like that's what we're headed towards again. Yeah, but when you, when you say that, and I think you're right, oh, Texas is coming to town week number two. Sure, we can bleep yeah. around we can bleep around and mess around with MTSU Blue Raiders. I think you can play huh, all four, all five quarterbacks in that game if you really <laughs> wanted to and still probably win by 40, 50 points. Texas coming to town week two, looking for revenge. Oh, you're going to have to be set at quarterback by then. No, you are 100%. I mean, I think, again, that's what the week one game is for, a little quarterback competition. You rotate them in and out. You give them, what, two series, see how they operate, throw the next guy in, or maybe one guy plays the first half, one guy plays the second half, which is – I don't love that because, again, they'll probably be up by 30. You're not going to try to throw the ball at that point. Um, this is this is going to be really, really interesting. It really is neck and neck because you're bringing in a transfer who isn't head and shoulders above – any of these guys. I mean, I really wasn't impressed with Buckner the, the limited time that he played last year for, for Notre Dame anyway. It does help that he comes with Tommy Reese, so he obviously knows the system. Uh, Tommy knows him pretty well, so that helps in his aspect. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is so... This is The thing is, the, the good news is that they're not going to be relying on any of these guys as they were last year. This is a different team. Like, you really have to go back. I'm sure this has been said a thousand times. You really have to go back to the pre-Jalen Hurts era 
of how these Alabama teams are going to be, and that's what this team is going to look like this year. Well, that's what the, you're, you're going right into the next discussion that I want to have. With, 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 with these five quarterbacks, as you have, you've got tools in all of them. All of them have tools and abilities, but none of them is mm-hmm. Bri- none of them are Bryce Young. And, you know, we, we, you know how I feel about Mac, but none of them are Mac Jones, and none of them are Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> none of them are. But the team around the quarterbacks, I feel mm-hmm. as confident in the team around the quarterbacks as I think I have in many years, honestly. They're, they are going to run the football because they have a lot of these running backs. Um, I always felt like McClellan was – I said this to you last year. I think McClellan – I always felt like was the most underappreciated, one of the most underappreciated players in college football. He probably could have started at 125, 130 FBS programs last year. I think he was always that talented. He obviously had – he has the speed. He has the size. Um, he catches the ball in the backfield very well. Roydo Williams is a tough bruiser. And then every, I know everybody's been buzzing about Justice Hayes. I'm, I'm watching the spring game. And I was like, no way this kid is 18. He looks like a man. He looks like a yeah. man running running off tackle. <laughs> it looks like somebody I don't want to tackle already. Always a few players. Since I got to tie a couple years ago, there's always a few players that I tell my friends about out here in Cali that you really need to keep an eye on. And I cannot stop telling you about like this kid. I'm like, yo, they have this new running back that's coming in as a freshman. And he needs to be on the field. And he needs to be on the field a lot this year. Well, it's going to be, like, exactly as your point, it's going to be, there's only one football, five running backs, and, like, everybody's like, who's going to be the quarterback? What's Jalen Milrow going to do? I, I, I think I think Tommy Reese is going to have enough on his hands with the running backs and tight ends that we have on the roster. That like, mm-hmm. you're going to get back to the Alabama football where you're going to force teams to put another guy in the box. You're going to force teams. This is what to, everybody wants, right? Exactly, exactly. You're going to force teams. Make for the past three, four years to run the football more. Well, I always contend, and people and people like to throw back at me that I'm wrong, but I always contend that the 2020 offense was so um, efficient because Najee and Devontae Smith made defenses declare what they were going to do beforehand, thus making it easy on Mac Jones to kind of read and then get Alabama into good positions. I kind of think that's what we're going to look like this year. 100%. You got it. If you're going to throw an extra person in the box, like, he better get down there now. Um and again, I mean, I think that the receiving core is going to be a lot better this year. Um, I think having more experience, having more reps in there with some of these guys, some of these guys, obviously, Corey Brooks is now an upperclassman. Feels like his time is, has flown by. Um, the, I think it's going to be a lot better all around with all these guys. Isaiah Bond, I've, I love Isaiah Bond. I, he's he's going to be incredible. He might be wide receiver one, honestly, next year. There, there's a lot of talent around this offense. No. The other killer B, Malik Benson, is my wide receiver one. That's the wide receiver one. Okay, I understand that. Ben, that. Uh, listen to this. Benson, Brooks, B- Burton, Bond. The killer B's on the outside. I can't wait for it. <laughs> That's the, did you come up with that nickname? Uh, I mean, what was it? That, uh, I mean, I did for this group, but goodness gracious, isn't that a old baseball nickname for one of the uh, Pirates, Pittsburgh Pirates, maybe? Uh, Sepp Shario look up the Killer Bees nickname. I think that was a... They need a trademark there. I think that was a Pittsburgh no, Steelers. No, if, if it's already... Yeah, if, 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 if it's already... Obviously, you can't. If it's already... But I mean, like in the 70s. That's a really good nickname. Like, in the, like, like, like old old time 70s. Look it up. It is an old baseball... Like a group of baseball player, baseball or football players. I can't, Sepp's looking it up for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure... It's a team that wore yellow and black, and maybe I'm just making this up off the top of my head. No, Seth, come on, jump in. Am I making it up? Well, I typed in Killer Bees, and there's Astros, Steelers, Miami Dolphins that are all coming up, and Pirates. So yeah, Pirates. yeah. I think I think it was a, a, a Steelers thing, uh, that ki- Killer Bees. So uh, that's going to be – we're going to try to get that as a thing this Wu-Tang year. Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> we're, there you go. We're going to try to get, <laughs> get that as a thing for these Alabama receivers this year. Which, I mean, that's a good, yeah. B- Burton needs to work his tail off to get, be included in that group. No, he does. He is not. He supposed to be wide receiver one when they brought him in the portal. Obviously, that didn't work out the way that we all thought. Um, there is a very good chance he's not in the starting lineup. A very good chance. Yeah, and flipping birds. I like that uh, name, Killer Bees. Yeah, you can, you can, you can track. I, I like that one. There you go, Bert. You got, you got Benson, Burton, Brooks, uh, Bond. I, I, I think that's got to stick for us this year. At least this year, while they're all together. I mean, David, we, no. 
I'll, I'll text him right now. He's over in Italy, oh, so, yeah, so, so you gotta put it out there. Tag it. Put it on Twitter. <laughs> tag all four of those guys. I will. And I guarantee, and I guarantee they will run with it. Okay. All right. I'm taking that then. I'm gonna do that when I get off the air. Right. I'm gonna be like, I'm, si- I'm excited for the kill. Sorry, Bert, Burton. You're last on my list, though. It's Benson, it's Benson Brooks, Benson Brooks Bond Burton is your order. Uh, So, 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 I mean, maybe Bond could surprise some people, but I feel good about that order. I'm I'm pumped for Malik Benson. I think people were watching him on 8A and were like, where's Malik Benson? They didn't throw him to the last drive. They were hiding him. They were hiding him, in my opinion. Did did you see any of 8A? You'll see him in the fall. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see any of A-Day? And, and, and specifically what I want to get to next is, is the defensive back play because I was so impressed with Kool-Aid and Terry Arnold and, and Arnold Jr. And really the, all the defensive backs throughout A-Day were contesting every pass. And, okay, you can look at the other way. Oh, the quarterbacks didn't throw in the right place. I think the defensive backs look great. And uh, then Nick Saban went out and found two more defensive backs, Trey Amos and Jalen Key. What do you? Well, I mean, you're the safety on the show. You you know DBs. What do you think about yeah. bringing in bringing in uh, bringing in Trey Amos and bringing in Jalen Key? Um, obviously, I mean, I just I don't know a lot about those guys. Sure, sure. Um, but it obviously doesn't help to to add more depth, especially with some uncertainty when you lose a lot of production in that secondary to bring more guys who do have experience who have been in playing in college football. I think that does help. And obviously um, you need depth all around because you never know what might happen during the season. But as far as the secondary, I know I've been saying this for like the last two years about how high I've been on these guys. Um, I think I am more so this year than I had been probably the last couple of years, even though they lost my favorite player, Brian Branch. Um, is he going to terrorize I mean, me uh, with the Detroit Lions? I don't understand how this dude fell to what it was, 46? Yeah, middle of the second round. It blows my mind that he fell that far. I, I cannot believe what I was watching. Everybody's missing out on potentially who could be the best defensive back group, the player in this in this draft class. Witherspoon and Gonzalez, obviously, they're, they're great. Um but Branch can do so much for you, and I could not understand, especially for somebody who comes from Nick Saban and Alabama and who played as a true freshman and was amazing on the biggest stage, could not understand for the life of me how the dude fell that far. So, yeah, that's going to be a huge replacement, and, and I'm hoping uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that I guess you have a good career and then get traded out of Detroit, go somewhere else. I don't know. Detroit is Detroit is. They obviously they threw them on Thursday night football in the opening night, so the league thinks very highly of them. Yeah. I think that they end up winning the NFC North. No, um, I think they do. Uh, Those curse but, words are not tolerated on this show. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. But just going back to the the defensive back. Yeah, yeah. Though, um, Kool Aid's the best cornerback in the country. It's very, it's very, very close. Um, obviously, with guys like Will Johnson from Michigan and, and Kalen King from uh, Penn State, those he's at the top of the list. Um, I every I did, I feel when I when when Kool Aid came to Alabama, I always felt that like Nick Saban had such a plan for him for like three years before he ever got to Alabama. He's I was thinking like when he watched this dude when he was a sophomore in high school. Thinking, if I can get my hands on him, I could turn him into the best cornerback in the country. I really feel like Nick Saban had this plan for him for years before he ever stepped on campus, and and it's all come together. Like again, he might be the best cornerback in the country, um, especially that second half of the season. He was unbelievable. He's going to end up being a top ten pick next year. Um, Terry and Arnold, I think it helps him a lot that he had the experience experience last year. And I think it really helped that he was picked on a lot last year, particularly in the te- Tennessee and Texas A&M games. So I think he's become a, a lot better player from those experiences. And then Caleb Downs, who's going to be a freshman All-American. Uh, Malachi Moore, who I think is going to be an All-American this year. Is he playing safety or is he playing star? It'll be a mixture of both. And I think Jalen Key, I think Jalen Key coming in from UAB allows Malachi Moore to kind of do whatever Nick Saban wants him to. Because I, Malachi should be a full-time safety. Yes, I, I know. I know they try to rotate him a lot, and that was what they did his first year on campus with him and Branch. But Malachi's a safety to me. I think he needs to be a full time safety. I think he's a lot more comfortable back there. Um, I think this defense would thrive with him back there full time. 
All right, Kill, Kendall, I got the answer for our killer bees. We're closing the loop here, and then we're going to break. In 1982, the Miami Dolphins defense, Bob Baumhauer, Doug Betters, Kim Bocamper, Charles Bowser, Bob Brudzanowski, and the Blackwood boys were uh, nicknamed the killer bees. They only they, 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 uh, gave up very few points a game. Oh, let's see. Average, the fewest passing yards a game, 1,000 passing yards in the season, only gave up 2,000 yards the entire season. So that was 1982, Miami Dolphins. You're at uh, Houston Astros, the Killer Bees, Craig Biggio, uh, Bagwell and Berkman, Lance Berkman, and then, of course, the uh, the Steelers uh, recently, uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, your, that, yeah, that, that would make sense. There's your That's three. The Killer bees yep. that uh, originated, but we're, we're we're adopting that nickname for our wide receivers this year, and I'm going to put that out on social media, just as you said, Kendall. So it has to. Yeah, I, I think it fits. I mean, if if the rideouts have graduated, we gotta we gotta get a new a new moniker for for, for our guys and uh, on the outside. When we come back, Kendall. When we come back, Kendall, let's talk about your Lakers a bit. Are they going to win game two? Shaquille O'Neal guaranteed it. Uh, I, I've been snorting heat culture for 12 hours. I am, I am like literally, uh, full of Miami heat culture. So I enjoyed that game last night. ACC realignment and we'll just find out whatever else is going on. Oh, dude, Kendall. Kendall, was the photo of Bryce Young photoshopped, or is he really that small? <laughs> is he that small behind the Carolina Panthers offensive line? They're going to win no games this year with Bryce if he's that small. Sap, hit my break, and we'll talk to Kendall in just a minute right here on Cup of Joe. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky cloudy at times this afternoon and tonight. A few passing showers and thunderstorms are likely. The high today, 80. Tonight's low, 63. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high at 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73. Three degrees in Tuscaloosa. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here on Tide 100.9. You're listening to Cup of Joe, Midday Madness. Seb Shirey, Joe Gaither, hanging out with our friend Kendall Hollowell. Kendall Hollowell of NFL Network fame. You can find him on the Twitter machine at KHollowell underscore. Always putting out great breakdowns of Alabama clips, NFL clips, all breaking out all of the great players that are playing football these these days. Go follow him on Twitter at KHollowell underscore. You will not regret it, and you will learn football uh, from a very visual standpoint. Kendall, you, one thing you do that I think is impressive or, or, or really, really beneficial is not only are you typing and kind of explaining what you're seeing on on film, you go the extra mile and get that film clip into your tweets, and I really appreciate that. I think that I, th- I think that uh, I think that really helps people uh, to understand what are the points that you're driving home. And, and really, people need to follow you on on Twitter at khollowell underscore. They'll learn a lot about the game of football. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, Joe, really. Well, I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything that, that you do being on the show and your time here at Tide. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling this morning by asking what the heck happened to your Lakers on Wednesday night. Oh, taking a loss. 
by like three points. That that end of the oh, I could not believe it that the end of the third quarter, Jokic, the prayer, the thirty foot prayer that he put up right in front of Anthony Davis ended up being the difference in the game. Did the Lakers bounce back tonight, Kendall? We do. That we do. Um, I mean, we have to, right? Obviously, we can't we can't go zero and two up up there in Denver. Um, I know either the Jokic had the prayer. Uh, Murray had the prayer in front of LeBron that went in for a three. Um, I don't know. I mean, we have to get one because we can't. We we can't go back to LA down 0-2. Um, I think Anthony Davis is incredible again tonight because they don't have anybody that can slow him down. Um, the key is for him is can he slow down Jokic? Because Jokic is going to do what he does. Um, he's going to have his thirty. He's going to have his. 16, 17 rebounds. He's going to have his 12 assists. And that's what he does. Um, it's going to come down to the role players around him who shows up. I think that, I mean, that's the story of, of a lot of these. It's who shows up around your star players. And I think our show up tonight. Yeah, you really uh, hate to say it like this, but you wasted a 40 point night from Anthony Davis. Wasted it uh, with, yeah. with, with the loss. And, I want, I do, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for for LA just because I have a little bit of, uh, you know, affinity for... Oh, you're rooting for us. Oh, yeah. You might, be the only, you might be the only person outside of LA that's rooting for the Lakers. Well, here, okay, let's go behind the curtain. I think the rings argument, the base of, like, look, I know look, Michael is, Michael is great, amazing, probably the best ever, but, like, I just hate the... Most like the one brain cell argument: six rings is more than four rings, so he's obviously better. And if Lebr- like LeBron's been in the finals like a billion times, so like if he wins another yeah. finals and gets to the fifth ring, I think it puts a little chink Especially in that argument. Age 30, right, twenty. Right, like he's an old. He is old out there. At this point in his career, no disrespect to you, Michael. You were coming off the bench, averaging eight points a game for the Washington Wizards, not going to the playoffs. Nope. Uh, and and look, so so I'm not trying to take anything away from Michael, but the reason, I mean. I really want the Heat to win it all, but I want it to be mm-hmm. Lakers. I want it to be Lakers Heat, and I, I that want... was a fun game last night. Oh, don't give me that. That was a fun Jimmy! game. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, baby. Oh my God, is Jimmy Butler uh, the best one I want? If you put, I, I was listening to a podcast what uh, two weeks ago, and they were talking about putting all the players in their prime on a one-on-one level tournament. And the guy said Kawhi Leonard at that point, if he was healthy, would, would win that one-on-one tournament. I don't know, man. Playoff Jimmy Butler. Oh, my gosh. He's a, he's, playoff Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan? I mean, regular season, Jimmy Butler is probably like a top 20, 25 player in the NBA. And playoffs, he's a top three. Like, it's insane. He He comes in. And he flips the switch. Like, they were explaining so much on the broadcast. Like, it was either him scoring or him creating the opportunity for the Heat to score. Like, it all goes through him. It makes no sense that this team of – as a roster, like, they're okay, right? Bam is their second-best player. I would like it more if he was your third-best player. And it's a bunch of guys. It's undrafted guys. Kyle Lowry comes off the bench now. Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA, in, in my opinion. Um, but this might be the best eighth seed in, in NBA history. And I know a lot of people got on the Bucks, rightfully so, for losing to them, to losing to an eighth seed as a one seed in the first round. But the more that this goes along, the more it makes sense. Like, it's not that much of damaging to, to necessarily Giannis's legacy. Because he lost to the Heat in the first round because of what you see that they're doing. Man, Miami has just been so fun to watch. The, the Celtics are bleeped. They're done. It's over after last night. It's, it is over. You say it's over? They got pumped last night on their home floor right after Jason Tatum scores 50-something points. Jason Tatum, I know you had 30 last night, but it is to, yeah. down the stretch be so but passive. But a bad second half. Yes. Bad, I don't think he had a field goal attempt in the fourth quarter. Exactly. And you're supposed to be the bleeping man, and you're going you're gonna to lay back. You're going to lay back and just watch Jimmy take you out in, in game number one. And who cares what happens in game two? I, I got text messages from friends. Oh, the Celtics will win game two. Okay, who cares? Job is done. You go into Boston, you get one on the parquet floor. Like, you steal their hearts. Joe Mazzula. Did you hear Joe Mazzula after the game? Well, we won no. three out of four quarters. Great. He's not a good coach. Great. Good job. He's, he's, not, a good, he's not a good coach. Agreed. Honestly, Agreed. If, if they had lost to the Sixers, 
to be out of a job right now, it would have been said the, the headline would have been that he is fired, not Doc Rivers. Yes, like he is. He is not a good coach for them. Casey it, is, Boy. it has not been good all year for them. I don't. I the more I, I used, to, I I love the Celtics for I think the first few months of the season, but I think after the All Star break, as the months went along, I was like, I really don't like the Celtics. And again, they still might go to the finals. Anything can happen. But I don't like him as much as I thought I did in the beginning of the year. For him to say, get up there after getting their butt kicked right there at home. Well, we won three out of four quarters. Great, Missoula. Oh, oh, awful! Because here's what happened, Kendall. They uh, they lost the, four, the the third quarter like forty five. They lost, they got blown out in the third quarter. Okay, no problem. No timeouts at all from Missoula in the third quarter. All right, no, yeah. all right. So what happens in the fourth quarter? They go to the fourth quarter break. Celtics come out on a seven zero run to cut the lead, and Spo goes timeout. Spo just yeah. Spo just ends their momentum, and and then they held on to the lead. Missoula, no timeouts in the third quarter, and all you got to be, oh well, we won three out of four. Dude, you are not winning a game yeah. in Miami. You're, you're not, not. You're not setting up stuff to like take him to have the ball in his hands at least once every possession. Um, I they weren't they they did not do what they were supposed to in the Atlanta series. Some of these games they won four two, but they did not do what they're supposed to do necessarily. Um, they have some bad games, obviously in that in that in that Sixers series. Um, obviously, you like it took a, a Tatum fifty one point effort for them to win that series. And again, he wasn't a good again last night. It's it's so up and down with this team. They never have good back to back performances. Um, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what to make of this team. I I, I don't like what I'm seeing really. All right, let's talk about Bryce Young before we hit our break, if you don't mind. <laughs> Bryce Young is is out there in his first practices after going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Congratulations, Bryce. You're rich. Uh, and many, many people, first off, I think the, the, the original photo is what it is. The original photo is, is set, jumped in and said, oh, there's a bunch of angles. Obviously, the offensive line is closer than Bryce Young. Okay, the original photo is not great, but goodness gracious, the people have taken it to another degree and, and Photoshop Bryce is like this um, little he person. He's Kyler Murray. <laughs> quarterback. Yes, yes. Well, will, will Bryce Young be able to succeed behind that offensive line? Um. Yeah, I mean, no, I still think that Bryce Young is really going to be a really good player. I, all those, all the stuff I've raved about Bryce Young for the last couple of years, I still believe all that is true. Um, man, I, I don't love it. If I'm being, if I'm being 100 percent honest, I don't love it. When I saw it, I was like, he looks so small out there. He looks so small out there. The offensive line stood up, and you could not see him in the frame. Um, uh, we're we're gonna know we're gonna know I think what is gonna look like these first three games of September. I think we're gonna really understand um, because I mean all the great qualities that I that I raved about are still there, right? Um, anticipation, accuracy, leadership, toughness—all that is still there. That's not gonna go away. Um, but you know, linemen, the defense linemen are big. Bryce Young isn't that big. Um, we've seen what's happened with Tua. Obviously, they're different quarterbacks. Um, but I, I, there, there's a very good chance, though, that after this first month that we even forget that Bryce Young is 5'10". I mean, like, how often did you think throughout, like, Drew Brees' career that he's six feet tall? He, he's probably not even six feet tall. Barely that ever. you really forgot. Even with Russell Wilson, that it didn't even occur to you that – these dudes are 5'11", 6 feet tall. Right. And I think that we can get to that. I think we're going to get to that point with Bryce Young. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't love it 100% kind of like what it looks like. But I still think that Bryce Young is going to be a really good quarterback. So what do you – I mean, well, the easy joke is first he's got to beat out Andy Dalton. Nah, 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 nah. But uh, <laughs> what do you think What do you think the uh, the Panthers end up doing this year? Because as a Bears fan, I'm watching them trying to get, trying to see them go 0-17 so we can get another top number one pick from, 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 the, from the Panthers. <laughs> but I'm getting mixed reports from Panthers fans saying, oh, no, we're going to be good. We're going to be middle of the pack. We're going to be okay. We'll contend within the NFC South. What do you – I mean, they gave away DJ Moore to us to, to the to the Bears. They don't. Yeah. They, they they replaced him with slow footed Adam Thielen. They don't really. Thielen gets open. Thielen 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 moves. He's like, obviously not the same receiver he was four or five years ago. But Thielen can still move the chains. They don't have a number one receiver, but I do like Thielen and Chark, um, especially if Chark can stay healthy. 
Um, he was really big for, especially for Jared Goff last year, and he was also in Jacksonville. His problem has obviously been staying healthy for the full season. Um, so we'll see how many games that he can play this year. Um, and they're really high on Mingo. Steve Smith made the pick for them. I don't know if he knew that. Yeah, I saw that. That, that seemed like that was yeah a strange pick to me. Uh, there was a lot of wide receivers on the board at that point, wasn't there? If my memory's right, and they went with uh, Mingo out of Ole Miss. Yeah, and if, if you're best receiver in your franchise history, loves him, and obviously Steve Smith is at practice. Yeah, and he does actually scout these players and stuff like that. He's not just a former player who just talks and stuff like that. He actually does scout these players. So I think there's a lot into it that he raved about this guy, and that's who they took. Um, and obviously, Bryce Young has somebody that he can build up with uh, coming in at the same time. And they did add Miles Sanders to pair with Chuba Hubbard, which is a good running back combination. Um, it's not – they could win this division. Oh, don't say that. It is not good. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I, I, I'm not that big on the Saints. No. Um the Bucks the are Bucks terrible. The Bucks were bad last year with the goat, and, got and it worse. wasn't a lot of that wasn't Tom Brady. It's a lot of that was a team around him, and Mayfield and Trask is not the answer for you. So I don't like that situation. Falcons could potentially be the worst team in the NFL. Potentially, they could also. But I mean, I, at best, I think this team wins. The Falcons talking. I think the best they win is probably six, seven games. Um, I think the Panthers can win this division. God, I'm breaking my I heart. I think can go out there and be really good. I think they can win the division. You're breaking my heart, Kendall, but honestly, I think you're right. Oh, I think you're right. I do think you're – because, I mean, Sep, you want to defend your Saints at all? At all? You're just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, we think. <laughs> no, I mean, I've I've predicted that the Saints are going to win the division. It's how I feel. I'm biased. It is what it is. I mean – you know, I'm, I'll come out and say it, but I feel better about the Saints right now than I did probably this time last year. Who that? Going into last season, I, I didn't feel quite as no, good you as should, I do yeah. right Who now. Who that say you're going to beat them Saints? Okay. It's going to look a lot like last year. Okay. Honestly, like these teams might all have losing records with like three games left in the regular season. And then nine and eight to get in the playoffs. I think that's what we're looking at again this year. Um, and that could very much be the Panthers. We'll see, Bryce. If anyone can do it, baby Bryce can. Let's hit our break right here, Kendall. When we come back, let's talk Alabama, Texas, week number two. There's been a lot of conversation in the last couple of weeks. We've got hosts on this station, Kendall. I don't know if you've been listening much, but if we've got hosts on this station picking the Texas Longhorns in week number two. We're 114 days away, so we'll see where we feel about Alabama and Texas here in just a minute, right here on Cup of Joe on Tide 100.9. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days. Check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley. Luxury game day apparel redefined. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joe, a little midday madness 
on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither, Seb Shirey, and our friend Kendall Hollowell of the NFL Network hanging out with you guys. We are watching the PGA Championship here in the studio. It looks like Justin Thomas is wrapping up his round. Uh, this is him putting right here for par. Putting for par. He's got to hit it. Hit it. Hit it, boy. Yes, sir. Justin Thomas finishes his opening round at one under. One under opening round. You know... It is what it is. We all know Justin Thomas. He's struggling with the putter right now. That putt right there was from fourth fair away, and he did hit it right on line. It's perfect. Good job. I have no room to talk because my putter is absolutely abysmal. <laughs> so, Justin Thomas, we hope that you go uh, very well and, and improve your game throughout the weekend. Uh, just to update, he finishes one under in the opening round. And Keegan Bradley, Keegan Bradley is your co-leader at three under. So, Justin Thomas right in the thick of things, two, uh, two, two shots back through one day, uh, feeling good I'm, I'm, I'm excited oh and i gotta get this in rory mcelroy you're two plus two <laughs> plus three plus three you just bogeyed rory all right uh kendall i, I don't care for rory mcelroy i can tell well you know he's just loud he's just loud against the the, the, the live tour he's just in my opinion just should have hushed his mouth and played some golf i don't like that i don't i don't, I don't, I don't like that uh kendall let's talk alabama texas because lots of people well a few people, you know our man, Coach Wimp Sanderson. Last year, he predicted yep. Tennessee to beat Alabama about this time. And what happened? Oh, he was right. Uh, this year, about this time, he is already predicting the Texas Longhorns to come into Bryant-Denny Stadium. This week, ESPN and the powers that be announced that the kickoff for Alabama and Texas will be at 6 p.m. under the lights here in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Are you worried about the Texas Longhorns coming in? Quinn Ewer, Steve Sarkeesian, looking for revenge? Um, a little bit. Um, you all remember how the game started last year with Quinn Ewers. We were on um, ropes. And I think that he comes in now with a little bit more experience and a little bit more weapons. He has A.D. Mitchell now who will probably be able to unlock his full potential in an offense that's a little more, more wide open than what he was playing at of Georgia. Um, they get Isaiah Nayer who was out last year. Um, Obviously, Xavier Worthy is back, who might be a first-round receiver. We'll see. I think that they'll come out with the same approach. Uh, Sarkeesian is obviously going to be very, very creative. Um, And they're going to air it out again. And necessarily, Alabama doesn't have the firepower that they had last year with Bryce Young, a quarterback, that they do this year. Um, I still think Alabama is going to win the game, but it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting. It's going to be another classic game, honestly. So, and it's better that it's better that it's in it's in uh, night because having them play. Versus having them play like in 100 degree weather as they did last year. Well, it's, it's still going to be warm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It's at 6 p.m. Uh, right here in Tuscaloosa on a September, uh, September Saturday. Oh, it's still going to be pretty warm, but you're right. It's not going to be that 110, 115 like it was last year, kicking off at 11 a.m. Gross. Absolutely gross. <laughs> Kendall, not I, I, of the big noon? Well, I don't, uh, from, from a fan standpoint, I absolutely love sleeping in on a Saturday, rolling over, clicking on the TV, and boom, it's game time. I do love that. But no, that was the biggest game on the Alabama. Uh, that was the biggest game on the Alabama schedule last year, and and, and probably it was the biggest, biggest game, game? on the, a most high profile. It was uh, uh, going into the twenty twenty three season. Going into the season, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah. It was the most high profile. game. They shouldn't have had it at noon. I know. I Fox, know the A and M game was. Uh, yes, okay, I, I can give you that with, with revenge factor, and it was, golly, that was a wild night in Brian Denny Stadium. All right, so let's, let's hit on that real quick. With the A&M game, Terry and Arnold got picked on a lot. He got picked on a lot in that game, but, Kittle, I love Terry Arnold, and maybe it's just because he's wearing the crimson jersey, and I think, oh, gosh, everybody in the crimson jersey can rise and meet their potential and, you know, play well. I love Terry Arnold, and the coach, coach, coach brings in this Trey Amos from Louisiana. Uh, is what do you see as a corner, as, 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 a, as a defensive back? What do you see in Terry Arnold uh, going going into this next year? Because I think, dude, Kuwe McKinstry on the other side, lock it down, shut it down. Nobody's throwing his way. What are we seeing, Terry Arnold? Can he can he can he equal out? Can he live up to the other side on Kuwe McKinstry? I think so. Um... I think it speaks to a lot. Uh, he was like, he was always someone last year who you needed to get on the field because of how talented he was. He was way too talented because he registered as a freshman. He's way too talented to be left 
off the field again for a second straight year. Um, when I watch him, he's so technically sound. Um, he's so fluid with his movements. I think potentially this could be the top defensive back. Uh, I mean, the top cornerback duo in the country. Um, I think he's going to be a lot more comfortable this year. Again, I think it goes a long way to have those reps, especially early in your career, and to have bad moments early in your career. Because Cooley had a lot of those, those freshman year, too, right, where he's kind of picked on. Um, he was really kind of struggling with, especially with, like, deep balls thrown on him um, his freshman year, and that drastically improved as a sophomore. I think we're going to see a lot of that from Terry this year because you have a lot more film that you can necessarily break down of you on the field. Um, and obviously another year with Nick Saban coaching you up goes a long way as a defensive back. So I think we're going to see big things from him this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So that was also like part of my surprise bringing in Trey Amos. Now we talked to several different guys who have seen Trey Amos and basically said that he's got a lot of ability, but he's raw. And so it sounds like he's coming to coming to Alabama to uh, to hone his, you know, hone the finer points of his skills at, at cornerback. And maybe maybe he can uh, just add into that uh, defensive back room. And not, I, I mean, I don't want Terry on get pulled off, getting pulled off the field unless unless he's really getting burned. Right. Yeah. And all this, again, you always want to have more depth. That's a, that's a good problem to have um, because you don't want to come down to, to November and you're kind of low on corners. You got to go to your fifth guy or whatever it is. Um, so it's always good to have more depth, and especially guys that who have been in college, um, which is a great thing about the transfer portal that you could bring in guys who have experience um, in that space. I, do, I, I mean, I think Terry Arnold ends up being the starter of the full season. I think those are the two guys that you ride with, um, and it's going to be very good for them. 100%. Kendall, have you ever watched any Arena League football? Yeah, back in the day. I used to play the video game a lot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, when's the last time you think you watched Arena League football? I think I was probably 14, 15. Last time I watched it, um, maybe, I mean, like, a, like actually, like, sat down and watched the game, or just, like, just, like highlights. Just, sure, like, highlights. sure, sure, sure. I've, I've had some, like, former teammates of mine that played in Arena football, so I see, like, highlights and stuff like that. But I don't know if I've... Last time I watched a game. Can I get you in on May 27th? The Albany no, Empire. No, I, I'm telling you right now. Albany no. Empire have signed Antonio freaking Brown. Burned feet, you know, all kinds of sexual allegations, all kinds of misdeeds off the field. He's back in football with the Albany Empire. Can you get you to watch the game on May 27th? No. <laughs> no, not even. Like, first, I mean. What a clown! Brown wants to play football again. This is this is uh, this is what he had to do because obviously he's not getting back in the NFL. XFL's not taking him. All these other leagues aren't taking him. Yeah, why isn't kind of USFL giving him a chance? That's that's part. That seems perfect for him. You don't want that. Either. Slap him on the stallions. You could. I don't. I don't think they want that around their game. I don't. I don't think any of these leagues, any of these kind of bigger leagues, want anything to do with Antonio Brown, and rightfully so. Um, it's good for him instead of trying to continue this rap career that he's not good at. <laughs> uh, was it? Put my bleep on. Put my bleep on. Didn't that he, song? Was at, he was at uh, Rolling Loud. I don't know if you followed that. Yes, the concert. A couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously it was at SoFi. <laughs> you can go out there and because it's right next to, obviously it's right next to the, the NFL Network office. So like we would go out there and I remember we were out there. Um, like we were working and stuff like that on that Saturday, <laughs> and someone was like, "You know, Antonio Brown's performing behind no. the in the parking lot right now," and like there was like barely anybody in the crowd. AB's out there. Put my bleep on. Put yeah. my bleep on. You're sitting there watching him, and I'm on. like, "This is not good." That's literally the only line of the song. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have this. <laughs> there's no other lines in the song. And just put my bleep on. It's like, dude, you got anything else for us? You got anything else for us? <sighs> yeah, no, he's not good at all. But I mean, if he wants to play, this is his only resort. Exactly. We'll see what he can do in the Arena Football League. All right, one more thing for you before, before we uh, are starting to wrap things up. What are you thinking about ACC realignment? Lots of talk lately about uh, the Magnificent Seven, which is like the blue bloods of the ACC, all banding together, trying to get out of the media rights deal to make more money. 
Talk to me about that because I, I haven't been following that as much. Give me a break. Well, it seems like the ACC meetings have had, the spring meetings have happened, and it seems like, yeah. uh, according to Brett McMurphy, you've got your Dukes, your North Carolinas, your Wake Forest, NC States. Basically, the, the bluest of blue bloods for the ACC have realized that they are losing lots of money. They're losing lots of money because they're locked into a TV contract with the ACC network and ESPN until, what, 2035, 2036, something right there. So 13 years of, of under market value uh and they say oh gosh we got to catch i mean you, you know the big 10 is getting like a billion dollars in, in in tv revenue and we're and, and sec is right there on the eight nine hundred million so acc upset and but they're like their lawyers have been getting together trying to break this contract they can't they can't figure out how, they, they can't figure out a legal way to break this contract uh and there's a lot of speculation that once they do break this contract if they can figure out a way to successfully break the contract, it'll look a lot like Texas leaving the Big 12 and coming to the SEC. They're going to have to probably pay a penance to the ACC. But there's rumor and speculation that the ACC will disband into the Big Ten, the SEC, and other programs or other conferences. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I felt that way when Oklahoma and Texas made the move to SEC that eventually we were going to end up with two super conferences, maybe three, um, depending on how it went. But, I mean, that's what – whether it happens now, whether it happens in five or ten years, eventually that's what college football is going to look like. We're going to have these big uh, divisions, big brackets, big pools, whatever you want to call it. Uh, everybody kind of bunched together. Um, it's kind of delaying the inevitable at this point. Well, I wonder just – what it really means because it's going to make for more exciting football because you're going to see bigger, mm-hmm. bigger games and bigger teams in, in conferences. Um, it was just great for us as a fan. So I, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, I, I would like to see these, uh, conferences sign shorter term deals with these TV rights, four, four year deals, five year deals. Just do it like the NFL CBA every four years. Uh, so do it, do it like that so they can stay up to date not with quite, the time. But yeah, but not, yeah, but a lot sooner for sure. Um, yeah, stop stop signing long deals. If it says, especially early in 2020, if there's a three in front of it, probably don't sign it. Um, and I feel the same way about, you know, uh, obviously scheduling and stuff like that. Stop scheduling games that are 12 years in advance. Um, I think as a whole, it sounds good when you sign the long-term deals, but in the end, when you kind of get closer and closer to it, it doesn't look as good as when you first sign Kendall Hollowell hanging out with us on a beautiful Thursday morning in Tuscaloosa. Follow him on the Twitter machine at KHollowell underscore for all his football insider news and notes from the NFL Network. Kendall, I love you, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Anything else you want to tell the people before we leave? Thank you, Joe. It's always been a pleasure, man, getting to hop on with you. I can't thank you enough, man. Always appreciate it. Kendall Hollowell, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow him at Hollowell underscore. That's going to do it for us today. Except Shari, you the man punching all the buttons. I appreciate you getting the music rolling. Well, I love the feel today. I want to thank Derek Daniel State Farm for sponsoring the program. Go see him for all your home, life, and auto insurance needs. He can take care of you for umbrella policies, boats, renters, RV insurance, anything in the insurance field. Derek Daniel can get you taken care of at 1214 McFarland Boulevard Northeast. Big News Sports coming up next right here on Tide 100.9.